Be ready for everything and anything. Every good player has the ability to slow the game down. It doesn't matter what just happened, it's what you're gonna do next. Donut three! One, two, three, zone! Welcome to the Get Zoned In podcast for coaches looking to improve their skills and knowledge both on and off the field. Whether you're a seasoned veteran or just starting out, this podcast is for you. We'll be exploring a variety of topics that are relevant and important to baseball and softball coaches, but this advice can be used for all sports and skill levels. Join us as we dive into the world of coaching and learn from some of the best in the business. Whether you're looking to improve your team's performance or just want to make a positive impact on your players, we've got you covered. Let's go and let's play ball. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Get Zoned In podcast. I'm Duke Baxter here with Steve Nickerack and director of the Red Hawks, Anthony Feltre. Both of our teams are done with fall ball, tryouts are over, and now we're getting ready for winter training. Coach Steve, where were you yesterday? Yeah, it's, a, it's an ex- really exciting time of the year, especially for our, our rising seniors that are moving on to playing college. Um, I was fortunate enough to go to the Gil St. Bernard signing day. Um, yesterday was NLI day, which is National Letter of Intent. So all those kids that are in their senior year getting ready to move on and play in college. Um, I was invited, and it just so happened I knew so many of the kids at the signing day. So it was uh, kind of the perfect storm for me to go and get to really just celebrate all those kids at once. I know, Coach Ant, you were at a big one, too. I was. I was at the Pingree School yesterday. Um, they had 18 student-athletes wow. signing, which was, which was incredible. Um, but I was lucky enough to get to see one of our Longtime Red Hawks. I know Coach Steve has coached him probably since he's like 10 or 11 or even probably earlier. And plays with me at the varsity level, uh, Alex Payne, who's attending Lafayette. So that was a real cool experience. So I'm happy for all these guys. It's a big day for them and it's exciting for the families. So while we're here, we're going to talk a little bit about the baseball journey and what the baseball journey actually looks like. Because we start with kids that are as young as six years old. And then, you know, hopefully we're fortunate enough to watch them blossom and go you know, to all different levels. So, Coach Anthony, I'm going to ask you this question first, and that is, what do you, as we're doing the teams and the Red Hawk teams, what do you look for in an older, a high school-level ball player when you're trying to pick teams? For me, the biggest thing is, like, I think it's nice to have video on people. I mean, because, like, you know, you, you can never see things at times. Because the team, you can go watch a game, and they can get no ground balls. Mm-hmm. They could walk every time up. Um, besides if you're a pitcher, you really can't get a good feel sometimes on you know, the position players. So I think videos are a real important thing, especially if you are sending out to college coaches. You, know, you want to send an email to them, but you got to send them something. You just can't be like, you know, my name is so-and-so, here are my stats, because they're not really looking at the stats, because they know the people doing the stats are probably the, the manager of the team, which is somebody's girlfriend, right? And if the girlfriend's the one hitting, he's probably batting 800, and maybe they just broke up, and now he's batting 150, you know, and stuff like that. So, you know, they really don't want to look at stats and things. They just want to see video of you and stuff. So I think video is the, the biggest thing, and even for me, you know, I was getting video of my guys that are coming in, you know, from eighth graders and stuff like that, because it's hard to get out to see everybody. That's awesome. So, Coach Steve, can you talk a little bit about what goes into the college recruiting video, the CRV? You've done so many of them over the years, and I know that from when we first started them back 10 years ago, it was in a, a CRV. There's a lot less, and it's, can you talk a little bit about what athletes should be putting into 
their college recruiting videos. Yeah, I think a lot of times a college recruiting video is going to be your first impression to to a coach or a coaching staff. So first impression is huge. You know, you're going to you're going to do a brief intro where you introduce yourself, the positions you play, the high school you play or the high school you play at. And then from there, we're going to go into whatever positions you play. So, right, we'll always get, you know, 10 to 15 swings. We'll get some ground balls at your position, maybe some fly balls where we're able to show footwork and glove work, arm strength. Uh, I think coaches know within probably the first 30 seconds whether or not you can play, right? So we always try to make sure that it's, uh, it's really a highlight reel of the best swings that you have, the best ground balls or fly balls, whatever it might be. If you're a pitcher, it's, you know, it's something small. It's 15 pitches, you know, fastball, four-seam, two-seam, change-up slider, and that's it, right? Because, uh, you know, not very often are you going to get a scholarship from a recruiting video, but it's going gonna, it's gonna to open up some doors for you. And somebody might look at the video and say, man, we really got to get this kid to camp. Um, so I think, you know, they're super important. We've, we've been doing them for a long time. I think um, live in-game video is just as important. So being able to even combine the two of them. So, you know, for a prospective student athlete, send both. Send the, the in-game footage, send the, the college recruiting footage. Again, with the, with the brief introduction, but remember what I said first, and it's the, the first impressions are so key. So we don't want to send a video if it's just eh, right? They're, they're assuming it's going to be the highlight reel. It's going to, they're, going to, they're assuming it's going to be the best swings that this, this player can take. So uh, yeah, again, you, you want to do a good job of it. Um, you know, we're proud of the, the college recruiting videos we do here. And uh, some, some of them take really long because there's players that come in and aren't prepared. So, you know, we're trying to find those perfect swings. And then there's players that come in that they're ready to go. And it's really five quick swings, a couple different angles, and, and boom, they're out of here. So, Coach Anthony, can you talk about how can an athlete prepare for their CRV? Because we've seen guys come in sometimes and <laughs> no uniform top on. Yeah. And can you talk about what should you look like? Because like Coach Steve just said, first impressions are lasting impressions. How do they prepare and what should they look like going into their CRV? Yeah, coming in for the CRV, we tell them they need to be in full uniform. You know, um, they need to be dressed like they're ready to play a game. Um, you know, we'll have some players come in. Uh, with shorts or without a belt or like two different color socks. I mean, we've seen it all, you know, and stuff like that. But you want to look like a baseball player. Um, you want to look like you're ready to play for a game. In terms of preparation, you know, we try to tell a lot of our guys that the best time to do this is probably like early March because it just goes right, in, right into their high school season. So that gives them, you know, the November, December, a little downtime. Then you're starting to get in the weight room and getting stronger and faster. Then January, February, you start building up whatever your skill is. If it's a pitcher, you know, you're working on your, your, your craft there. If it's hitting and stuff like this. So this way when you come in, like Coach Steve said, you, if you're prepared, you can be done in like 10 minutes, you know. The CRVs take a, a lot out of players, especially when they're not prepared. Because, you know, you're doing hitting, then you're doing fielding, and some are even adding pitching to this. And some of them are gassed, you know, just with the hitting piece because they're not in shape for swinging or it's taking them so long to get the best of the best. So really is using those four months and setting up a timeline to say, okay, my CRV is going to be on March 1st. This is what I'm going to be doing in November. This is what I'm going to do in December. This is what I'm doing in January and February. So when I walk in here, I'm good to go, you know, full steam ahead. That's awesome. Coach Steve, so we have... Uh... On December 16th, we have a big instructional showcase. So there's some of those those players that haven't committed yet. They're getting ready. The college coaches are going to be here. We're going to put them through a little instructional piece and then some BP. And what should some of the older athletes be doing to prepare for something that might be in like December or January? 
come this, you know, in this time frame that we're in right now. Yeah, I think those off-season camps can always be a little bit challenging for players because they're not in mid-season form. So, you know, it's keeping your arm healthy, it's staying in shape, it's continuing to hit, get your work in. Um, but I think anytime you go to a showcase or, or a camp like this, you've got to be open to, you know, having conversations, right? What's going to make you stand out amongst the other 60, sometimes 300 kids that are at, you know, a college camp when you go to those things. And uh, a lot of the times it's, it's the intangible stuff. It's, it's looking the part, it's showing up early, it's shaking a coach's hand, looking him in the eye, you know, having a conversation. And I think as you get older, they become a little bit easier. Early on, they're really intimidating, right? You're afraid, you don't know what to say. But something as simple as just introducing yourself, letting them know where you're from. And they may be saying, you know, my name's Steve Nickerack from Stroudsburg High School. Uh, you know, I'm a shortstop. Are you guys still looking for shortstop in my graduation class? Like something as simple as that, or I really love this about your program, or maybe I got to see you play last year. But, you know, them being able to put a face to the name and that brief introduction with some good eye contact and, and a good handshake might set you apart from somebody else. But I think, you know, attitude's important. Um, you know, making an error or swinging and missing, that's part of the game. So, you know, you might do something that doesn't look great at a camp or, or at a showcase, but being able to have that bounce back. Um, I think, you know, a lot of times the reaction to something wrong is more important than the error itself. So understand that you might make an error, you might strike out, um, but they're watching everything. They're watching how fast you're running down the line. They're watching, do you hang your head? Do you drop your glove after making an error? All those little things matter. So again, you gotta do something to stand out. So I think the introduction's in important. I think hustling, looking the part, um, being the first guy there, cleaning up the balls, all those little things that, that coaches want to build a culture around are really, really important. And sometimes we're so focused on exit velocity and, and running speed and raw velocity, the metrics part of it, which are important, but we take away from, from those things that matter. And, uh, you know, I think that's what makes you coaches so important, the, the youth coaches out there, is because we can ingrain this, this culture of philosophy at a young age. This way, when they do get to that point where man, I am playing in front of colleges today, or I am playing in front of this school. It's not like, oh, I got to flip the switch and now all of a sudden try hard, right? If we can do a good job at a young age teaching these kids to play the game the right way and to do all those little things, then they're just going out there and playing. And I think that's, that's really where you see kids uh, you know, thrive, especially in those kind of high pressure camps or clinics or showcases is when they don't put added pressure on themselves because they're just out there playing the game they love. But uh, I've, seen, I've seen the flip side too, where Kids only play really hard when there's a coach there, and that is one of the hardest things in the world to do. You put all this added pressure on you, and you feel like you've, you've got to do extra, whereas those kids that they just always play the game the right way, and it's just it's one speed. It's, it's full speed all the time. It makes it a lot easier when they do get, get into that format. Coach Anthony, what, what do you do when, you know, if you're an athlete and you don't have a showcase in December, January, you're not really starting maybe your high school season until March, mm -hmm. what kind of training regimen should they be on? So Coach Steve just explained, okay, I have a showcase coming up. Here's what I need to be doing. Here's how I need to be doing it now. What if it's, you know, right now it's you're in the middle of November and you don't have anything until March. What should they be focusing on and working on? Yeah, right now, like we told a lot of our players, you know, to put the gloves down a little bit, put the baseball down and get in the weight room. You know, we want them to get stronger and faster um, because like Coach Steve said, you know, the metrics are important at a point, but that'll help them throw the ball harder, run faster, hit the ball harder. So we told them, you know, get in the weight room, you know, and this is for high school players. Um, like four days a week. 
you know, because especially if you're not playing a winter sport, like if you're not playing basketball or hockey or wrestling, you could be in there four days a week and put on lean muscle mass, have a good nutrition program. You know, most, I think, young athletes think they're getting enough calories and they're not. You know, some of them need 4,000 calories a day just to gain that, you know, that lean muscle mass. Um, so I think getting on a good nutrition program, getting in the weight room, and then, like I said, once January comes, you know, then we can start getting back to our craft, you know, and our trade to prepare us for the season and build up that arm strength, you know, build up that hitting uh, ability and stuff like that. But I think right now, November, December, if you don't have anything up and coming, get in the weight room. Coach Steve, what, what are some things, as, as we're talking to some of the coaches that are listening out there, what are some of the things that the coaches can be doing in their offseason to get themselves ready to be a better coach as the season you know, as, as next season presents themselves, what can they be doing? Yeah, that, that's a really good question because I think uh, every single one of us can be better. Um, you're, we're always striving to be better. We're trying to, you know, gain more knowledge. Um, you know, the game is evolving, and I think each and every one of us needs to evolve as well. So I think, you know, for us, for instance, we love to do, you know, coaches clinics. Um, you know, we host them. We attend them. You know, we listen to guys that are, you know, the elite of the elite that have, you know, coached at the major league level or, you know, coach at the college level, and we try to take little bits and pieces from them. And then what we do is we, we run coaches clinics for all the, all the surrounding towns in our area. We've been able to travel and do a couple of them. But I think, uh, you know, aside from trying to grow, you know, it's important to just educate yourself and, and look back on the season and say to yourself, all right, what could I have done better to make this a better experience? Or my practice is boring. Um, you know, do, did I put too much pressure on the kids in the game? Did I plan accordingly for, for the tournaments that I was in? Um, did I use my pitchers effectively or whatever it might be? We've all got things that we could look back on and had, have done a better job. Um, you know, it's, it's long, and we've talked about this before, and we always congratulate coaches after finishing a summer season. But, you know, take some time, enjoy the, the downtime and, you know, some time with your family and all of that. But if you can, try your best to, you know, give yourself a little evaluation on, how the season go? What can I do better to prepare myself for next summer? Coach Anthony, you know, you being a, uh, a high school coach, some years you have some really good players, a team that practically can kind of go on the field and, and do pretty well, you know, and you're, you're coaching them. And then all of a sudden you have a year that, holy cow, you have all new guys, all rookies. You know, how do you, what do you do to retool your team? How do you prepare your team for the upcoming season, especially knowing you have a really young squad. Mm -hmm. You know, what can you, how can you help some of the coaches out there with, with retooling or getting themselves ready for the next season? Yeah, this is, this is one of those years for me. Um, you know, I lost three of my top four pitchers. I lost my whole starting infield. So I have really one, you know, returning varsity letterman who I talked about earlier. Um, so it's going to be a very young squad. Um, a lot of freshmen are going to have some opportunities to start on the varsity level. Um, for me, for them, it's going to be development and not really worry about the winning so much. I think, you know, worry about the development piece for them, you know, getting them ready um, for certain things in certain areas of the game and just breaking things down a little bit, you know, like, because when you've had guys who know how to play the game and you say they run all cylinders, you don't have to go break down to that same, that, that deep level. But some of these freshmen, we're going to have to go back and really go into certain things, you know. And so for me, it's going to be a real big development year for me. I'm not going to worry about the record this year, you know what I'm saying, because they are young. But like I said, the winning takes care of themselves. But we're going to build this year and, you know, I'm going to have them for four more years and stuff like that. So and a lot of them want to play college baseball. So 
we're just going to, you know, get in there and grind and, you know, work on every part of the game, work on our base running, um, go over, you know, play an infield, outfield, our pitchers. I mean, there's so much stuff to go over and stuff and um, so little time. But, yeah, it's going to be a real development issue for us. You know, every time that we talk about your team, you always talk about how keeping it fun. Hey, we're going to have fun. We're going to develop, but we're going to have fun. And every year you've coached, whether you retooled a team or you had a good team, you always seem to find a way to win the counties or to win this or to have great records. And you always find a way to to bring your team and, and rise to the occasion, no matter you know what that is. Coach Steve, after hearing what Coach Anthony was saying about having a young team, I feel like there's so much the fear of failure and those kids that are freshmen now, it's like, wait, I'm doing new things for the first time. I'm playing positions maybe that I haven't really played at this level, obviously, for the first time. The pressures, the stresses. So can you talk a little bit about, you know, how can you help those younger players get over the fear of failure or at least even deal with it and work through it with them as they're, you know, getting ready to be at their next level. Yeah, I think every good player's been there at some point where you're the youngest guy on the team, you know, you're afraid to make a mistake, you're walking on eggshells a little bit. So I think it's it's important for the coaching staff to instill a confidence in them early that you know what, you're going to fail, right? You're going to struggle at times, but that's part of it. You're out here for a reason because I've played for coaches that do give me that confidence to where I do go out there and just play, and then I've also played for coaches that put so much pressure on me that you know, I'm worried about, man, if I don't get two hits today, I'm not going to be in the lineup tomorrow. So I think it starts with the coaching staff, um, instilling a confidence in the young players, holding them accountable and pushing them because, you know, if you're playing varsity baseball as a freshman, you know, you've, you've earned the spot, but, you know, you got to earn it every single day. And then I think it's up to the upperclassmen on the team to, to do the same, right? Take a younger player under your wing, whether it's first and third signs or bunt defenses. It's funny, I was just talking to one of my, one of my girls the other day. She's a, she's a junior in high school and she, she plays for a really good travel team, and her travel team is, I don't want to say down, but they don't have as much experience. So some of the girls out there on the field with her are new players to the organization. And, um, you know, her coach had told her, you know, I, I need you to think for, for all three of the infielders, right? I need you to, to be the captain out in the infield, and I need you to help those younger players when, when they do have a question or maybe they don't understand it. Look over and just double-check with them and make sure they got it. Um, look, look with the third baseman. Look with the second baseman talk to them, you know, make them feel comfortable. So it starts with the coaching staff for sure, but then it's those older players on the team. You know, I'll never forget my freshman year of high school getting moved up to varsity for the first time. And man, I was so nervous. Uh, you know, I was out playing shortstop and our first baseman put his arm around me before the game and just basically told me like, hey man, you're here for a reason. You belong, you know, we want you on the team. And I'll never forget that conversation. I mean, that was 2004, right? It was almost 20 years ago. And I remember that feeling being in the dugout of having that senior on the team put his arm around me and make me feel welcome and make me make me feel part of the team. So those are the those are the things that are going to last forever. And uh, yeah, I can't I can't emphasize that enough. So, Coach Anthony, can you talk a little bit about? It seems like when you're when your guys come in, it's like you you give them a lot of ownership mm-hmm. over the team. It's not just you telling them what to do, you telling them what to wear, you telling them what the signs are. You know, the other day you had a couple of your players in, and they were going over what they wanted the uniforms to look like, or what do you think the signs should be? Mm-hmm. Um, can you talk a little bit about that? Because the culture, obviously, that you're building in the high school, and you know, with the, being the director of the Red Hawks, but watching your high school teams be successful year after year takes more than just 
a, a person telling everybody what to do. So can you help the coaches out there on giving them some ways that they can build some of that, uh, give some ownership to their players? Absolutely. Um, you know, you, you got to have your players invested. You know, um, like early in the season, we do a lot of team building things. Like we'll do a cornhole tournament amongst our guys, which allows our young guys to intertwine with our older guys, you know, because they mix the pairs up. So it's a good way of getting that bonding there. We go to Florida for a week, you know, for our spring training and stuff. So we get to do some bonding down there. I try to give them a lot of feed, a lot of time to put information. Like we're going our team spirit store or our new uniforms this year. I kind of tell them, hey, what do you want to see? What do you guys would like? You know, because when they have that say in there, they're more vested into it. You know, I'll also even talk about, hey, what do we want to do in terms of the season and certain things on the schedule? Who do we want to play? You know, my pitchers, who do you want to pitch against? I try to really give them a lot of ownership, you know, to also have our younger guys see that, you know, that this is what they do get. We talk a lot about, you know, execution is huge for us, okay? You know, getting back to the question before, the young guys, when you get up in the box, you know, they're thinking hit. I need to get a hit every time. But that's not, that's not the piece I, we need sometimes as coaches. If we have a runner on third base with one out and the infield's playing back, we just need a ground ball a second. We just need a good quality at bat. And so it's execution pieces. So I think it's teaching them all you know, how to execute. If you execute, you can win. You know, it's about scoring runs. It's not so much about the batting average of the team or the batting average of the player. And um, so I think having them teach execution to each other, what is a good executable piece of the puzzle? And I think that's, that's big, you know, but like I said, I think we try to do a lot of stuff, even this year with the Red Hawks, you know, I brought, I don't know, two or three guys from each of the older teams in. We sat down for two or three hours. They made the uniforms for this year. Um, they did a great job, but they were excited about it, you know, and now they're wearing the stuff they developed versus us saying, here you go. So I think when you give them ownership and they see it come to fruition, I think it just makes a big difference for the culture of, of the program. Well, thanks for joining us on the Get Zoned In podcast. We hope you've enjoyed this episode and found it helpful and informative. If you like what you heard and want to hear more, make sure that you subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, Apple Music, and other channels. Also, follow us on at Zone Sports and Dominate the Diamond. We'll be back with more tips, insights, and expert interviews to help you become a better youth baseball coach and a better player. See you next time, and thanks for watching.